Right, you so, could. If so, you, wait, you mean streaming live? I'm, I'm streaming live. Alright, then you can at least show the team stats if you need to. As like a visual guide. Yeah. Because I did I, actually I'm kind of just giving up on, on the actually using the video for anything useful at this point. But we can look at the team stats. Yeah, you can just go through the tabs. It's the one for the team stats A. Like, the regular tab is just like the actual stats that I made and all the fucking... I, I had to use all stats for this one. I changed it up so that um, part one is offense and part two is defense. I see. Ooh. We had a couple of teams really struggling with score percentage this week. Anyway, have, hello everybody. Yeah, my well, welcome to Spike and Spike. Uh, we, we've got team stats this week, so that's exciting. And uh, yeah, Active's team did not do well on the score <gasps> percentage. 3.61! Jesus! What a it, fall. It honestly is amazing how me, like Nips have 15 caps. And we have five, dude. We have five. But every other stat seems to be pretty even. <laughs> yep. He just couldn't get it in. Like the fuck, dude. Like not even the pups were off. So I don't know what the hell would happen, but whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get let's get to the recaps from week three. We'll start with a team. We had uh, LBT versus the Super Monkey Balls. Um, Super Monkey Balls had a uh, dominant G1 half two to uh, to win game one, ten to four. Um, but then LBT had a nice comeback in game two on Sugar Hill to uh, to take the split. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna take any stock. In any like Dallas games that weren't on Dallas, this LBT Super Monkey Ball game was a San Francisco Toronto split. <laughs> so you can tell which halves were Toronto and which halves were San Francisco looking at the scores. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I can t say any team sucks or anything. They won on the servers they were good at. And at least Super Monkey Balls kept it close on San Francisco, except for the second half of Game 2, where they lost the lead. It just yeah, I mean, it, LBT kept it close on Toronto. Super Monkey Balls had decent success on San Francisco. But they it was just a matter of which team won more on their home server. And it turns yeah, out it they, was a split because of that. Yeah. I mean, it was, Dallas has been rough. We We need to get somebody to figure that out. I just, like... 20 minutes ago, did a duel against uh, Dank, and uh, it was absolutely horrible. He still crushed me, because he's good, and I'm bad, but we were both teleporting all over the place, and and yeah, that is that is an issue. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to handle games today with Dallas still being an issue. LBT and Pingfield probably going to have to play... Chicago. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I feel like it's less of an issue for Pingfield, given that Pingfield has kind of more central players, and like I know Ralph, I think is decent on Chicago anyway. Um, 
the but thing I also is, know right, Chicago we, server has been getting full a lot too during competitive games because people. Oh my god! Start to we use the it people play Land Before Timers. Oh boy. That means that. Oh, I'm gonna pick Weed the. Ah, I'm actually gonna pick Weed the People in my survivor pool now, because if it's on Chicago, then yeah, I think I Weed the People has an edge. But the huh. we need to contact the Tag Pro Future Group about getting a new, more centrally located service. I assume Cheese is working on it. I mean, he's also on the Future Group. Surely. I think he's uh, on the Future Group. But. I know. He's on like everything these days. But yeah, it's it just it's it's not good. Um but hopefully captains are able to figure it out for uh games where that matters. Um but back for last week we had uh the isotopes played the question marks and the uh the question marks did get the sweep, but it was pretty close. Uh, game one was a little bit less close with the question marks just having two consistent close games, close halves, and then uh, game two, the uh, question marks ran away in half one and then almost were come back on in uh, in half two. Uh, this one appears to have been played largely on uh, Chicago to avoid the Dallas issues, which is kind of what I expected. I think both El Sacco and uh, Ralph have good Chicago ping. Uh, uh, Ralph? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can, can cruel are just central players to start with, so Chicago made sense there. I mean, it's not like, uh, yeah, I think Kingfield is the way better like Chicago team if you look at the Western two teams. And now you can see that at least the offense did fine for the isotopes. I mean, Cat Puke had 506 seconds of hold, six caps. King Cruel had three caps, 240 hold. Yeah, I do he think it does fine. hurt them because the defense, and again, I said it before, I do like the defense personally, but it was the weaker part of the team. And then to give them, I mean, I'm not sure if for Ralph or for uh, El Sacco, if it's just like Chicago is okay, but it's slightly worse, or if it is like a noticeable difference. But if it's hurting them even a little bit, that could be the difference maker in some in some close games. Yeah, I think uh, for the question marks, the defense is uh, the defense has been better than their first week against the egg. Uh, they their have first definitely week. improved. Yeah, uh, three sixty Broscope still the solid defender that he is. Nippopotamus playing good support, or at least being good beside him. Uh, Nippopotamus three sixty Broscope, good prevent, good returns, good. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a good week. I mean, after the question mark got swept week one, we maybe thought that the defense wasn't as cracked up as we thought it would be, but it turns out the next two weeks just dispelled the notion, and they're actually pretty good. So we have the Balfins versus Weed the People. Uh, Balfins get another sweep. Oh, Weed the People dude. actually keeping it close, though. Dude, it no, it's not just close, dude. They had an 8-2 lead in the second half of Audacity. Yeah. Seven, with seven minutes to go in the second half, Weed the People was leading Miami Balfins 8-2. In the half, which is and then, was tied in the game total. But still, even forcing overtime would have gotten them points. They didn't force overtime. They nope. lost the game today. They, they gave up.
two gaps in the last two minutes. Uh, Just they didn't they didn't do what they were doing the first yeah, thirteen minutes. Including an unfortunate it, dagger by Jarvis with thirty seconds left to just end it. They had it too, dude. Like yep. this was not a good week. It, it just well, and it just at that point them. it completely fell apart for them because they they took the lead in game one, and then they they had the lead, and they they had it still tied up. And then they completely fell apart the entire rest of the night. Game two was not close. Uh, 10-3. That was more what I was expecting. Um, though Cat Puke, I think, did win the plus-minus, uh, the over-under bet there. Because I went over, and we the people did keep it closer than the 16 caps or whatever it was that was the over-under for that. Yeah, I mean, shout-out to F-U-C-K for getting eight caps this week. Like, honestly, the offense was pretty solid. It's just the defense kind of fell apart. They just couldn't get reset that in the end on that audacity. And then on Sugar Hill, it just was not a competition at all. But at least, I mean, now Miami Dolphins, do you think that they're way more beatable? Or maybe just audacity is a weird map? Where like weaker defenses can end up being like doing being productive due to have how constrict due to have like how small I mean, that base is. I think a lot of it is map dynamics. I think that um, weed people's offense knew how to work that map around the defense, so they were able to get out and cap. Um, but then the Bolfins offense managed to uh, figure out how to beat the Weed the People defense in the second half and negated that. And then you go to Sugar Hill, which normally is like offenses will at least get out. But if you can't get reset, it's not helping you. Um, and that's where you saw the difference in the two teams. I do think the Bolfins are beatable by, by the better teams in the league. Uh, but I, I still do think they are. Uh, the top team in the league for the time being. Shout out to Sugar, by the way. Sugar had 629 prevent and also seven caps and 325 seconds of hold. Two-way player right there. Really good two-way player. Oh, yeah. Then uh, Legends of the Split and Temple versus the Handoff God. This one, um, I mean, both half-ones were pretty close, but overall it was not. Um, Split and Temple taking both the games uh, with 12-6 and then 12-5. I mean, I have been a big uh, LST fan from the beginning, and it seems like they're finally finding their way. Uh, Handoff got struggling uh, a lot more than I thought they would. I mean, I don't think. So. I, think I, they, I just think that I think that the Handoff God was not a good team to begin with. I don't. I think LST is the. I think they met an offense that they could actually handle, like that LST defense. And that's kind of why they did well. And at the same time, I think Drufa and BBB really like took their play up a level compared to previous weeks. And they had a de- they had an easier defense to go up against, and they delivered. I, I don't think that this shows that they're and I don't amazing. think that I don't. But I mean, obviously, something isn't working with Handoff God, given that they haven't found any success really. Um, at this point. Well, yeah, but, but now they've made some huge changes. They, they have made some changes, but that said, like I don't think that. Again, on paper, Maradona and I'm a goat is not a bad defense because Maradona is really good, and 
Uh, Magoda is pretty decent, you know, fringe A B teamer. The one, yeah, the one thing I noticed when watching the handoff god LST games is that while the handoff god was pretty like decent when the flag look was there, as soon as the flag got grabbed and there was some like there was like even a, a sliver of space for the offender for Drufa and BBB. They could not get the return. Their contains were kind of off all over the place. They had a lot of backward snipes that really missed and then put them behind yeah. and then put through for a pass three. And honestly, half of those mistakes, like those mistakes are just really rudimentary yeah. mistakes. Well, like you can't, you can't screw up contains that consistently and also boost backwards and well, miss and that, that's that easily. Kind of what I was going to say is that mechanically, and like as individuals, I think this has been a like a talented team the whole season. But they're they're not playing smart at all. And the chemistry isn't there, and the combination of those things means that they haven't won games. Yeah, this is yeah, they like this I like Jay Swan as an offender. I think Ginseng should be better on defense. I'm a go me it's just they're not producing the results i feel like they should be yeah that's it um so then we had uh your team's matchup with uh nip versus bcc nip getting the a pretty solid sweep i mean uh like you mentioned at the beginning when we were looking at team stats it did seem like it was a, an even matchup on the whole but you guys just could not cap like yeah, you, you I, got I, out a I, bit, I, you would hold a bit, but you weren't taking honestly, it in. Like, I mean, I do think a lot the, of it though. The nip defense played very strong, um, but still. Yeah, I'm just. It's just we that first half of each game were pretty close. We were down two one first half of audacity, and we were tied three three at the after the first half of Sugar Hill. But on Audacity's second half, I could not get anything going. Like, yeah. I personally could not get anything going. Carl and Unit were very good at tracking down whenever I tried to set up for a handoff. And we just could not get, like, anything as remotely working. And then in Sugar Hill, they got uh, Pops and they got tags and they capped like I mean, the first first two times in like under a minute and then I mean, after that it was just yeah because well, i'm i'm looking at the second half i think of uh of sugar hill and that half pups were pretty even but well pups on the whole were not even but the difference was all in juke juices uh rather than tag bros um and it seems like uh carl with four minutes of of prevent there um like you guys were struggling a little bit uh rick g ended up on defense like a fair bit and it just uh yeah he it, got it was kind of like working. it was kind of like the same issue with the Balfins game where we just couldn't get reset enough we were constantly in like wrote like transitional defense transitional offense often just playing defense defense is playing offense and that is just does not make for a very well thought out game plan and this threw off off our funk and credit to them prime and big brother solid holders but that defense man i think they're like a top i think they're a top four defense in my opinion after what i've seen 
I think they're good enough now. I feel more confident in Nips as a team now that I've played against them. Yeah, I do think they, especially at the beginning of the season, I do think that the Nip, uh, the Nip defense still had a little bit of work to do on in terms of of chemistry, communication, that kind of thing, and the offense was uh, like finding themselves both. A team rookies, both like you know, going up against A team defenses consistently for the first time, working together and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're they're figuring it out, and I think that they'll uh, just continue to get stronger through the rest of the season. It's it's also weird that we kind of really like we thought they were bad, but looking at their record, they were two and two with splits on Super Monkey Balls and Land Rover Timers. I feel like they were getting way more stick with a decent record. I like in the power rankings they were like ranked eleventh. Even after week two when they ended up being two and two. I feel like because it was a dusk team, we were very much expecting them to be at the top of the standings early on, which well, kind of dampened our expectations very much when they started not being at the yeah, top. People always kind of expect that, but dusk teams I think usually do like start a little bit slower and then they just get momentum and finish the season strong. Yeah, and now I think with the sweep of our team, it either shows that they're really good or that Bohemian Capsidy is not as good as people, as if I thought we would be or some people thought that we would be. Yeah. Or that you're right and that we're just a mediocre team that will probably make the playoff a bow in the first round and that hurts my feelings and that really sucks. I do, I hate to say, I do think that's probably where you guys end up, but there's always hope. Um... So then going on to the last matchup of the week, we had Bank of America apps versus uh, Krusty Grabs. Uh, BOA with a very strong showing on Audacity, 11-3. Um, but Krusty Grabs bringing it back, keeping it really close uh, on Sugar Hill. On the Bank of America apps having to come back for a one-point win. Um, this was an exciting game to watch. Uh, it was a lot of fun for me. I'm sure that the second yeah, game was a lot more fun than the first one if you were on uh, the crusty grab side of things yeah i didn't watch it but yeah you can you can talk more about it i'm looking i'm just looking at team stats young breezy with nine caps zeus with six yeah breezy had a really strong week um taking a bit more of a, a primary role this week i mean uh zeus still being zeus but uh Breezy getting more caps and being more productive statistically than he had been in the first couple of weeks. Um, but really, it just seemed like we kind of just outplayed them by a little bit the whole time. Um, aside from a, a run in game one, half one, where uh, from about halfway through game one, half one, straight through to the end, it was just nonstop caps. Um, but Outside of that, it was it was a pretty even matchup. I do think that Krusty Grabs is good, but they they couldn't quite pull it off. And I think Bank of America Apps is a top two team for sure right now. And that um, yeah, I think I'm not gonna say top two. I think maybe top three, four. I think they're definitely a favorite, like a favorite to make the Folk I four. But yeah, I'm not. I mean, it'll sure. be interesting to see. Bank of America Apps does not play Balfins in the regular season. They do not. And those are uh, rankings wise, like standings wise, the top two teams right now. Yeah, um, I guess they'll never play until the Nooper if they both make it. If this yeah, if the, if these standings stay, they will not play unless they both make the Nooper, which uh, 
you know, would be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yep. And now I have to go shopping. I will catch up to you. Maybe if you finish the B team reviews all by yourself. Right. Or how about you start off with the Bank of America versus Krusty Krabs B team matchup? Yeah, I I will do that. We'll start going through the uh, the B team recaps, and then um, when you get back, or we'll either finish up Maybe. the B team recaps, or I'll be going over uh, FA changes before yeah, we do I, the I, I would really want to. I want to catch up with you on FA because I have a lot right. more thoughts about that. But yeah, I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> All right. So we had uh, Bank of America versus Krusty Grabs on B team. Uh, it was not pretty for for BOA something fell apart Krusty Grabs was motivated by their A-team's loss and took two just insanely strong halves um and I think part of it was a little bit the struggle of of Dallas in that uh I think Krusty Grabs did not have many players having issues with Dallas and uh we did but that's I mean that's no excuse for the level of beaten that we got um i think we just uh let that tilt us a little bit let it get into our heads and then we uh we didn't really recover until uh that last game we managed to sneak out a 6-5 win uh to prevent the sweep so hopefully we're able to uh get into a better mental space for this week's games and turn around but uh crusty grabs definitely showed that they can play and that they are uh, developing those new players to be better than they were at the beginning of the season. So then we had the uh, the Nips versus BCC. Uh, BCC taking two out of three, all relatively close games. Not not super close, but not uh, shutout style games. I think these are both still uh, two good teams, but BCC looking just a little bit better than the nips uh on this week uh i still think bcc is one of the the strongest teams but uh dusk showing improvement in the nip team um from last week but uh still not quite able to compete with the bcc b team dynasty that uh rick is trying to build uh legends of the split and temple uh kind of beating up on handoff god a little bit getting a sweep uh closest game was 10-6 in game one and uh after that it just kept getting worse for handoff god rough week on the whole for them no really close games between a and b just i mean that's that's not what you want to see uh I think there's there's some hope for them. We'll go over the FA changes that are uh, that are happening after we get through these uh, recaps. But uh, handoff got definitely struggling right now. LST looking strong and showing that, uh, and uh, hopefully handoff got can turn it around. We had uh, Balfins versus Beat the People. Balfins had been um, one of the really strong B teams uh, through the first couple weeks, and We the People had uh, not been, but then We the People came out with a vengeance and managed to get a, uh, I think their first win on the season, potentially, uh, 
in game one, winning six to five. Close matchup, but they uh, a win is a win, and that's what they were uh, that's what they were going for. Um, after that, Balfins did take the next two, but they the uh, the weed people kept them pretty close. And close B team games is what you like to see, especially when it's a team that started out not close, uh, starting to turn things around and look a little bit better. Hopefully they can uh, keep that trend going and we'll have more competitive B team matches to come. We've got the Isotopes versus the Question Marks. Uh, question Marks taking two out of three, winning the first game by a fair bit. The second game was very close. Going into overtime, um, and uh, then the third game, the Isotopes uh, took pretty pretty handily. And I think this was two B teams going against each other, putting in their more uh, rotation players in opposite halves, uh, well, opposite games, so that uh, they get a solid, each get a solid win, and then when their uh, more equal lineups went up against each other, it was a really close matchup, which uh, is about what I expected from these two teams. Uh, we'd played them both. They both seemed pretty good when we played them. Um, it seemed pretty similar to each other on the whole, from what I can remember, and that's how it played out. And then lastly, we have the Land Before Timers versus the Super Monkey Balls LBT taking two out of three with the middle game in overtime and then uh, Super Monkey Balls taking that third game pretty handily 13 to five. And I mean, I think it, it just comes down to uh, Super Monkey Balls didn't have as much of a rotation to do. They had a more, a more solid lineup throughout, but uh, LBT's Primary lineups uh, definitely played uh, quite well. And uh, also of note, it does seem like these games were uh, largely played on Chicago rather than uh, Dallas, which uh, possibly gives Super Monkey Balls a slight boost, especially over um, rotation players from LBT. If you're a, a newer West Coast player and you're losing 10 or 15 ping, that can make a difference uh, for you. And that could be uh, a factor into why Super Monkey Balls had uh, that big of a uh, of a game three. That said, both teams looked good on the whole. Uh, close games in the in the first two. And I think that Super Monkey Balls can definitely uh, turn it around from here and, and uh, try to get back into form and and stay towards the top of the rankings. Now, Active wanted to be here for free agents, but I'm not sure how long it's going to be until he's back. I'm going to close the 30 EUs that I have open. And then pull up the free agents. 
So I'll go over what the uh, free agency results were, and then hopefully Active will be back by then, and if not, we'll see what I do. So 18 free agency, we the people started up with a uh, very much expected uh, pickup of anti-re going as 420, um, and then dropping drift. Which was a little bit of a surprise for me. He had been putting up their stronger uh, defense numbers so far, but uh, apparently they decided they uh, would rather have their other players than him, and uh, and he's their drop. Then you have uh, the Hand of God picking up Might Dino, very strong pickup. Uh, dropping Jason, I think Jason's a really strong player, um, but. Of the players on the team, I can't say I'm I'm surprised that he's the one who had to take the drop there for Mike Dino, who is a very, very strong player, uh, especially in a weaker offensive season. Then you have BCC picking up Obama. Obama is uh, over-restricted, normally a D player, but over-restricted, um, so we'll see. Uh, what Rick does there, is Rick going to try moving himself to defense again? Is uh, Rick going to drop active to B-team? Who knows? But something will happen. They drop Poodle. Um, that said, I don't think uh, dropping Poodle means that Rick has to switch to D necessarily, because uh, they have some solid uh, B-team defenders who I think could uh, pop up to fill in the gap left by uh, dropping a defender for a, an offender, even if Rick did not want to play D. But we'll see how that goes. I'm sure Active has more insight on that. The Crusty Grabs pick up Hawaii and drop Turd Ferguson. We'll see if Hawaii is not washed. This is uh, this could be a pretty solid pickup, though I do think Turd is uh, quite good. Um, I do think that... Uh, a non-washed Hawaii is a really strong pickup for for them and uh, puts them in position to do uh, a, a little bit better. So then moving on to the B-team free agency pickups. The, the handoff guy picks up Turd Ferguson. Really solid pickup. Uh, basically getting an A-team level defender uh, for their B-team, which uh, should help a bit. We the people then taking Poodle. Um, again, really solid defender. Had been had been doing mostly pretty good through the first few weeks, um, but definitely a top tier B teamer. Nip Station picking up Drift, hoping to uh, help shore up their B team a bit. Then the Krusty Grabs get uh, J Swan, absolutely fantastic offender, and uh, should provide a little bit more veteran leadership to uh, to that B team. The Ice Dope Stake rookie first slime. Um, I'll look up their profile really quick. I think they had decent pub win rates. But as with most rookies, it's going to be hard to tell how they're going to do until they are doing it. But yeah, first slime, uh, very, very good win rates at almost 60% across the board. 
maybe not very good, but pretty good win rates, especially for a rookie. Um, but also it appears that they have not uh, played in almost two weeks in pubs. So uh, hopefully they show up, do pretty well. And that could be a good pickup, but uh, it's going to be hard to tell until we see him. Uh, BOA taking Garrett, very solid uh, Western defender, but then trading for, uh, I believe, Omnivore, who has put up uh, pretty solid offensive numbers, also a Western defender, but apparently uh, LBT was less attached to Omnivore than they were to Garrett. Um, I'm hoping Omnivore uh, can, can fit in well with our offense. I think he's a really good uh, pick up via trade. I think Garrett will be a very solid addition to uh, LBT. Um, but yeah, both good players, and I think they they can improve the their new teams. And uh, Miami picking up Ricky Deptonic. Deptonic looks to have uh, mid to low 50s win rates, so it uh, should be pretty decent, um, but might take a minute to get up to speed with competitive meta and whatnot. Uh, it'll be interesting to, to see how that goes. Super Monkey Ball's picking up Monte Cristo, the uh, Euro, who put up really solid numbers a few seasons ago with um, Mighty Ducks. BCC picking up uh, Aaron with the uh, double dashes, and uh, I think he uh, he seemed pretty solid when I was playing it, it, with uh, him in ELTP minors. It has been a hot sec since he played NLTP, putting up uh, kind of middling stats uh, way back, I think like in Season 12. Yeah, last time he played was Season 12, so that's like nine seasons ago, that's like three years ago. Put up okay numbers, but not great. Um But again, he seemed pretty good when I played with him in uh, in ELTP. He's got sixty percent win rate in pubs, so I think uh, I think that should be a pretty solid pickup for a, an already pretty strong BCC team. And then uh, Legends of the Split and Temple, already a pretty strong B team, picking up a. He, the lad, the legend himself, Method Man. Uh, love to see Method Man getting back into the game. He was on my team season 18 and uh, ended up having to leave. That was the season where we ended up going to 80 minutes with giant rosters from the influx of signups. And I think he ended up leaving after the last week of 60 minutes uh, in which every single player on my roster got... 20 minutes of playing time. 
despite the fact that I was not able to show up myself that week. So that was a, a, a rough week right before the switch to 80 minutes and uh, understandable why he would uh, decide not to, to play after that. I tried to get him back once we switched to 80 minutes, but he had completely disappeared. That said, love to see him back. I think he'll be a great addition to an already strong uh, Legend of the Smutton Temple team. And that's as much as I can delay before uh, before Active gets here. So, to me, the the biggest things it's going to be interesting to see if um, if four twenty anti re can make a difference for weed the people. They did look a little bit stronger last week against what appears to be a pretty good Balfins team. Um. And anti-re coming off of a hugely successful season on 18 last season. Um, but that said, will it be enough to, to overcome the struggles that we the people have had so far? That's what remains to be seen. Um, the handoff god takes what was already looked like a strong team on paper and makes it look really, really strong on paper. Um, especially... If, uh, in my opinion, I think Jinsing would be better on defense. I think the concern that pushed him to offense was that it was kind of a weaker offensive se season, and he is mechanically one of the better team, one of the better uh, players in the league. So they decided to put him on offense uh, just to try to get themselves a stronger lead offender. Um, but now with Mike Dino dropping down, that gives him uh, flexibility to move down. Mike Dino arguably going to be. Um, the best offender in the league right now, uh, depending on how things shake out, but definitely in contention there. Um, that gives uh, Jinseng the flexibility to move back to defense, and if they play to their potential, a Jinseng-Maradona defense with Mike Dino and any solid uh, fringe ball on offense should be one of the better teams in the league. But that said, this team has struggled so far, uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that plays out. Um, BCC picking up Obama, overstricted. I mean, I think personally, I would have gone with uh, Hawaii here. It's a little bit risky because you've been able to see Obama play uh, in MLTP a little bit this season, and you haven't been able to see Hawaii play. Um, but I just, I feel like adding a defender is, was probably the better move for BCC, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I hope it works out well for them. Um, Obama definitely more than capable, uh, mechanically at least of, of playing offense yeah, at an NLTP level. Um, I'm curious to see exactly what they do. I think the move here is probably... Uh, either Rick drop himself to B team or move himself to defense and drop, um, <clears throat> well, Rick drop and move himself to defense and just, uh, keep it going. Um, but I think either Ghost or Bert are both capable of moving up to, to fill that A team slot. If, uh, if Rick does, does decide to move himself down, um, I, I haven't been around for their scrims, so I don't know if they've been. Uh, trying out either of those lineups or just keeping the same lineup, but with Rick on D and o Obama filling in on 
O. Um, should should definitely improve the team, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how much, whether that works out, uh, etc. And then Krusty Grass with the, I think, highest risk, highest reward uh, move on A team. With picking up Hawaii. If Hawaii returns to his uh, second most recent season form from MLTP, in which uh, a lot of people think that he uh, got carried a little bit to those stats, this team becomes scary good with a completely locked down defense. Um, and even if Hawaii is just pretty decent and not washed, I think that's still, uh, that's still a really good team. Um, Blasted has been playing really well. The, they're just, I think that's a, a pretty solid team on the whole. And, uh, hopefully Hawaii able to also provide some old timer veteran knowledge and leadership, uh, to help overkill keep improving his game. Um, very much there mechs wise, but. If he can improve his uh, decision-making and game smarts, then that'll be huge. Um, so if this move really works out for them, it works out. But then if Hawaii is totally washed, then you just lose an A-team defender, which is a rough situation. I think probably somewhere in the middle, and I think it probably helps them a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, as far as uh, B-team, I'll go over I th what I think the biggest ads were. I think Handoff God getting Turd Ferguson will help them a lot. Um, I think Nips getting getting Drift will, will help them. Krusty Grabs already on the upswing and getting uh, J-Swan is huge. And then I think BCC getting AA Ron uh, should also be a pretty big pickup for them. So now, I will begin my previews all alone uh, for week four. LBT versus We the People. Um, I think this one kind of comes down to, to how the server is for, for Dallas. Because um, anti-re always struggles on Dallas, uh, even when it isn't having issues for half the league. So if LBT decides to just force it on Dallas, I think they can probably pull it off regardless. <clears throat> if they decide to play on Chicago, I think it'll probably be okay for them. Um, Anti-Re coming uh, in his first week with his new team, I'm, I'm sure I'll do fine, but I think LBT still has a slight advantage there, even if it's Sean Chicago. Um, if Dallas manages to be uh, fixed by tonight magically, then I, I think uh, LBT has a more definite advantage than they would on Chicago. Um, I think We the People manages to, uh, regardless of the situation, be... Uh, just move themselves even closer to winning, but I think LBT still takes a narrow sweep here. And then uh, Weed the People tries to go on a tear in the last few weeks to, to put themselves in playoff position. 
Then you have uh, Pingfield Isotopes versus uh, Handoff God. Handoff God, uh, looking at their new their new roster, they switched to Central uh, Server, which won't make a difference this week, but will in uh, future weeks, potentially. Um, again, it'll be interesting to see the server situation, um, but uh, regardless, I think that impacts this, these teams less. They now both have uh, some Western players, some Central players, um, and I think Handoff God still has some more Eastern players, but I think this... This matchup will play out similarly regardless of the server situation. Um, Handoff God now looks really, really, really good on paper. But they looked pretty good on paper before. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be a magical turnaround where they're suddenly dominant. And the Isotopes have been a smart team thus far on the whole. So I think this one's a split. I think that... Uh, let me check the maps really quick. Yeah, Transilia 2020 and Thicket. I think that the Isotopes will take Transilia 2020 uh, by playing smart on the more well-established map. And then I think uh, Handoff God takes advantage of their mechs and uh, their new player and uh, pops off on Thicket to take a win. So then we've got... Uh, Olfins versus the Manipulation Station. Um, this, uh, to me, is one of the matchup. It's probably the matchup of the week. Um, but if not, it's still up there. It's a game that you should watch if you're able to. Um, or at least watch the start of and see if it plays out the way that I think it will. But this is a, a very strong Olfins team. Uh, that is undefeated and has been playing consistently well from the beginning of the season, but has shown signs of being beatable against uh, a Dusk captain team that has been constantly improving, just coming off of their best week yet. And uh, one of the things that Dusk does best is game plan and strategy uh, against other teams. And I think that uh, the Nips have a pretty solid chance of... Uh, Handing the Bolfins uh, their first loss of the season. So, I'm going to have to say, I think this one's going to be a split. Uh, but both teams definitely look strong. Could go either way. I say it's a split. Um, Legends of the Split and Temple versus Bank of America Apps. These are both pretty good teams. Uh, Legends of the Split and Temple coming off of their uh, best week yet to push them into the middle of the pack standings-wise. Bank of America uh still with just the one overtime loss, the only blemish on uh, their record. I I think LST tries to ride the momentum, and I think the games are close, but I think that uh, BOA manages to, to take the sweep again. Then, although potentially uh, server factoring into that one as well as it will be a Chicago Dallas split. Um, then we've got Super Monkey Balls versus Bohemian Capsidy. 
I'm very curious to see how the new BCC uh, lineup works. Um, but I do think that uh, Super Monkey Balls has been continuing to look stronger and stronger throughout the season. BCC um, dipping off a bit and with the, all the lineup changes. I think what happens here is uh, either a really close split or a close Super Monkey Ball sweep. Um, maybe o Obama manages to, to shore up the team and, and solves their problems, but I think that they'll struggle a little bit this week uh, in the transition period, and I think that Super Monkey Balls being a really good team um, will be able to take advantage of that and uh and push them down uh even further before they're able to rebound so then the final matchup of the week we have the question marks versus the crusty grabs uh the crusty grabs with their fancy new pickup hawaii and the question marks one of the few teams that managed to be, uh, I believe, completely unaffected by the entire free agency period. So um, I, th I think it'll be interesting to see how Hawaii does um, against the question marks offense. Both teams seemed uh, to have some strong points when they played us, but the question marks, I think, at least to me, uh, seemed stronger overall and then since switching laser pig to a uh has seemed even stronger laser pig able to to support um undefies definitely not bold rollers uh, we'd never make that mistake uh more aggressive play style uh so i think that the I, I got to give the advantage to the question marks here. I think they'll pull off a sweep. I think it'll be close. Um, if Hawaii really shows up and is in form already, then this becomes a really good matchup, and Krusty Grabs could maybe take take the win or even potentially a sweep. But I think even if Hawaii is still good, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment week for him, um, trying to shake the rest off. And I think uh, question marks are good enough to take advantage of that and take the sweep. And active is still not back, which means that the fun, fun fact that I teased last week will, uh, will just have to wait until next week to be a trivia question for active and or ghost. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.